1: The most important thing, we make decisions about winning. About putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication it goes to a relationship. Here's drilled
0: him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right.
1: Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugen Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan Lucci. This is Carmen Devin from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at Huge savings?
2: Yeah, Digitex does that.
1: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob offer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Oh, I've been shaking. I
2: love it when you go crazy. You take all my inhibitions. Baby, there's nothing holding me back. You take me places that tear up my reputation. Manipulate my decisions. Manipulate my decisions.
0: She's never afraid. And welcome everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you. This is Oilers Now. Yes. Sean Mendez last night at Rogers Place. The things you learn. Who knew? 45 million Instagram followers. Didn't realize he was like one of the most. 10 most popular acts right now on the planet and he's Canadian. This is Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. It was a heck of a show last night by the way. Digitex, buy or lease your next office network printer from digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location, digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one Owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. So much to get to. We have a jam-packed edition of orders now for you today. Regular Monday contributor, Sportsnet's John Shannon at twelve thirty-five. At uh, just after one, uh, some guys that uh, made some news late last week. One guy won a Stanley Cup. Southside Athletic Club product, Jay Bowmeister joining us at 105. And at 115, a guy signing a five-year contract extension, former oiler Jordan Everly. And then at 135, with the NHL draft taking place Friday and Saturday in Vancouver, McKean's Hockey's Ryan Wagman will join us as well. So lots to get to. Here's how you can reach us. On a River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780 496 they're getting bigger and better at River Creek this month. Their main casino floor becomes 100% smoke-free. And then the River Creek Resort Casino now uh, shortly will be opening up embers. I was there this morning for a little uh, PR junket. Wow. It's, uh, it's an impressive place, let me tell you. River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. You can text us on our 630 630 Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter. Add whether now you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott's taking the next four days off. I'd like to thank Brendan for taking time to uh, host the show on Friday. I was uh, out at the uh, Golden Bears hockey golf tournament uh, with uh, Ian Herbers and Colin Herbers and uh, Jay. And a group uh, that uh, carried me all afternoon was terrific. i uh, seen a lot of the uh, Golden Bear alumni. Bumped into Derek Ryan from the Calgary Flames. He was there as well. Some interesting conversations. Uh, so Dayton Abbott uh, will be helping us out over the course of the next four days, uh, next uh, four weeks uh, in studio over the next four days here on the show. I'll be flying to Vancouver on Tuesday night, and we've got lots of guests over the next couple days and lots to get to as well. So, busy, busy. Uh, Last uh, 72 hours, some developments. Dallas Aikens is officially the head coach of the Anaheim Ducks. Um, Some buyouts taking place over the weekend. Dion Phaneuf of the uh, Los Angeles Kings. wonder whether or not the Oilers exercise won. Shall wait and see on that front. You can reach us anytime, as I mentioned, our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, but we're going to quickly dip into the Oilers Now audio vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. And uh, Elliot Friedman made the appearance for the River Cree Resort Casino on Friday's show. Nikita Zaitsev is a name that uh, a couple of different uh, Maple Leafs. You know, guys that cover things in Toronto. Darren Drager, obviously, from TSN. Followed up by James Myrtle, who had Edmonton as the number one destination for Zaitsev, which I find interesting. Here's what Elliot Friedman had to say.
1: I don't know how interested you guys are. I've heard, and I'm not trying to take any shots at Darren. I'm not interested in that. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know about that one. I had some people tell me that that one's not as likely. I, I could be wrong. Like I said, I have no interest in taking any shots at at uh, Darren Gregory's good reporter, very good reporter. But I've had people tell me not to go down that path.
0: Yeah, uh, I know that uh, yesterday, Kurt Levins uh, from the Cult of Hockey also briefly hit on the uh, Zaitsev discussion. and we, we brought this up late last week. I mean, from my perspective, it's pretty simple. The Oilers, I think... For sure, one and possibly two of the six defensemen that they finished the year with. There's a chance we're going to see a change with a couple spots there. And maybe there's a couple different me- mechanisms in order to get there. Um, but Nikita Zaitsev makes $4.5 million for five more years. I'm not sure what his key dynamic is in his game. I mean, would we call him an elite offensive defenseman? No. Is he a tough shutdown? Dean? No. Did he have poor analytics away from Jake Gardner? Yes. On a team that had pretty good analytics overall. Uh, I suppose if the Maple Leafs were to throw in a forward the caliber of Andreas Johnson or perhaps Kasperi Kapanen and then took back a contract that was maybe more than Zaitsev's in the short term, like a shorter term, but more per year, maybe there might be something to it. But to me, it doesn't seem like a natural fit. So I would concur. And I suggested that late last week on the show as well. Friedman also commented on some potential changes to the league. So let's get to that as we go back into our direct workwear. Oilers now audio vault
1: well basically what you do is you go in there and brainstorm and you kind of have to reach a consensus right and they've been pretty guarded about what they uh what they did but you know i, I think from what i understand a couple of the converse- conversations were about a let's make sure that they if we're going to add video review it's black and white calls no subjective stuff um, I th- that's what I heard. I heard, like for example, people said there should be a video review for that game-winning goal in Game Five, where Bozak knocked over a charity and should have a and should have been penalized. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Like, I don't want that at all. Like those those plays should not be under review, and I don't think there's any interest in that. I think it's. I think they're looking at black and white things like puck hitting the netting, um, like puck over the glass. Like, do you get hit by your own teammate high stick instead of an opponent's high stick so nobody gets a double minor? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, I also heard that there is a movement to make sure the officials on the ice maintain a call or have some say in it. Um, So I think that that, I think basically what I heard the main thing was How can we make sure they're getting all the information? Because the thing that everybody agrees is ridiculous is the night of the hand pass in the St. Louis-San Jose game, everyone in the building had access to the right call except for the four guys on the ice. And everybody agrees that is what they want to prevent.
0: All right, so that's uh, Hockey Night in Canada's Elliot Friedman in the direct workwear audio vault. This is Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. So basically what Elliot's saying is that logic should dictate things moving forward. We'll wait and see on that front. Again, you can text us at any time at 6.30, 6.30. Epstein's mother has texted the show on her Heartland Ford text line, Heartland Ford out of Fort, Saskatchewan. Bob, you briefly hit on Zaitsev. What's the latest on Luchich? And what about Poli Well... Maybe we see a resolution at some point over the next two weeks. Not sure. Maybe it takes longer than that. Um, I know there's people out of Vancouver that would believe that the Canucks would need a sweetener in a deal involving Milan Lucic straight up for Louis Eriksson. No. I don't believe that there would need to be a sweetener included in that deal. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Lucic is simply a more valuable player than Erickson at this stage because he has an aspect to his game that a couple teams in the division would like. People said, well, what about Calgary? Isn't James Neal a better player at this stage than Milan Lucic? He was not the past year. And again, Lucic has a dynamic uh, that is not easily replaced in the current here and now of the National Hockey League. And there's a saying, maybe... Maybe you build a team one way for the regular season, another way for the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. As for Paul Yarvey, Brian Burke said it two weeks ago on Oilers Now. He talked about the fact that, you know, if the Orders were to make a trade, a like-minded prospect. I know that Julian Gauthier, we mentioned him probably three weeks ago. That would be the type of player. Carolina Hurricanes, first-round prospect, played on the Canadian World Junior Team a couple of years ago, scored 27 goals this past year in the AHL. I mentioned Carolina because the obvious connection, uh, connection between Sebastian Ajo and Yessa Yarvi. Maybe that's something you could end up doing. Um, one of three things happens regarding Yessa Yarvi. Either he gets traded, he's back and works on the relationship with Dave Tippett and his staff. More on that in a second. Or he plays over in Europe this year. Those are the three scenarios. And the agent plays a factor in what occurs as well. So you score 70 goals in your final 90 games as an Edmonton Oilers forward, and those are replacement-level numbers. And that's kind of where we're at with the last two guys we talked about, Lucic and Paulyarvi. All right, switching focus, Dave Tippett. What's happening with the coaching staff? Well, we know that Glenn Gulliton's going to remain. A lot of people assume Jim Playfair is coming here, who will be the third assistant. I think we might have a resolution to this maybe as early. As uh, no later than, say, Thursday, because traditionally teams like to have their staffs together either just before or just after the NHL draft. Speaking of the National Hockey League draft, 6.30 Chad challenging you to accurately predict the top eight draft picks this summer at the NHL draft as part of a 6.30 Chad NHL Mock Draft Challenge. It's presented by my friends at AMJ Campbell. Whoever can successfully pick the top eight picks of the draft in the correct order will have a chance to win $500 cash courtesy of AMJ Campbell. Enter your mock draft at 630 chcom You could be $500 richer. I know that uh, later this afternoon, if you go on uh, Twitter, you'll see from the Edmonton Oilers account the uh, Sport Check Panel mock draft which is not the same as my top eight or Jack Michael's top eight or Tony Brar's top eight. But uh, we did a little bit of mock draft there. I have the orders getting uh, Broberg at number eight. Obviously, number one. I think we all know who's going number one. It's going to be Jack Hughes. Kako's going to go number two. The question is, does Chicago go with Turcotte at three or do they go with Bowen Byram at three? I think they're going with Turcotte at three. And I think Colorado. Patient organization. They end up taking Bowen Byron at four. Kirby Dock goes five to LA. At six, huh? we'll see. At six, I think it's going to be uh, Trevor Seagrass going to Detroit. Seven, Dylan Cousins to Buffalo, and eight, Philip Roberg to Edmonton. But time will tell. On a uh, sad note, just wanted to pass along, uh, and I'm not sure if it's out there yet, but uh, some of you would certainly uh, are well aware of the, uh, the Moss family. And Steve Moss, uh, who is the youngest of the 13 children, uh, worked in the legal profession for the last several years. He'd been battling uh, brain cancer. He passed away yesterday on Father's Day. And as we go to break, we leave you with this. We extend our condolences to Susan, uh, Thea, and Jackson. Steve Moss, dead at the age of 50. It's 1223 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now, and we are going to go to NHL today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. And do your clients love the outdoors? Get them the hottest summer gear like branded
2: camping chairs, coolers, and more. Here's Dayton Abbott with NHL Today. That's right, Bob. Eric Carlson and the San Jose Sharks have reached an eight-year contract agreement. Hockey Night in Canada's Elliot Friedman is reporting the deal is worth roughly $11.45 million per season. He's 29 now and is coming off a season that saw him put up three goals and 45 points in 53 games. Anthony Duclair and the Ottawa Senators have signed a one-year $1.65 million contract extension. Duclair scored 19 goals and put up 33 points last year in 74 games with both Columbus and Ottawa. Ollie Matta has been traded to the Chicago Blackhawks from the Pittsburgh Penguins. In return, the Penguins received Dominic Cahoon and a fifth-round pick in the 2019 NHL entry draft. Mata currently has three years left, with a cap hit around $4 million per season, while Cahoon has one year left on his contract with a cap hit of $925,000. Carl Hagelin and the Washington Capitals have signed a four-year $11 million contract, worth around $2.75 million per year. He's 30 now and scored five goals while putting up 19 points in 58 games last season with the Capitals, Kings, and Penguins. The Anaheim Ducks have also officially named Dallas Eakins as their next head coach. Eakins has been coaching the San Diego Gulls, the AHL affiliate of the Ducks, for the past four seasons. And back to you, Bob.
0: All right. Thanks a lot, Dayton. Uh, Yeah, Dallas Akins, well, uh, you know what? Um, It's been a long time since Dallas coached this hockey team, and there were some extenuating circumstances that maybe played a bit of a part in why Dallas came in as hot as he did. I think that that's fair to say. I would suggest that there were some people around Craig McTavish at that time that believed, frankly, that some of the Oilers' younger players need to be dressed down. Uh, that maybe Ralph and uh, Kruger had impaired, empowered them too much. I personally uh, don't believe that that should have been the tack that was taken. But I'll say this about uh, uh, about uh, Dallas. Uh, Dallas has continued to work on his craft, uh, certainly in pieces. And we got Mark Spector on the show tomorrow, but in pieces at Sportsnet Spec Road and Eric Stevens from the Athletic out of Anaheim. Dallas uh, talks about the mistakes that he's made in the past. Um, Smart people learn from their mistakes and uh, continue to thrive and want to get better. And so uh, Dallas has got history with a lot of the Anaheim prospects. I think it was inevitable that he was going to be the next head coach of the hockey team. And it's going to be interesting to see... um, how he does with his second NHL head coaching chance. It would not surprise me at all if he was successful. Uh, we got Ralph Kruger in Buffalo with a second opportunity, Todd McClellan in Los Angeles. The orders have gone through. There's been so much turnover and change. I mean, I'm going to be going into year number 12 of doing color for the hockey team, and we've had nine head coaches during that stretch and four general managers. So sometimes it, you know. It tells you some things right there. Uh, the orders organization needs some continuity, but it doesn't mean that every former coach or former GM was bad at their job. It's often a situation where they are a victim of circumstance. So uh, I wish uh, Dallas Aikens the uh, the uh, best of luck. I will tell you that uh, he made a point uh, of going above and beyond to uh, you know stay in contact with people and support people uh there were some people in the Oilers organization that he certainly helped after his departure. And what you saw at times collectively in front of the media wasn't always as Dallas was face-to-face. And so we uh, – you know what? Some people don't like this comparable, but Bill Belichick uh, by some was seen as a failure with the Cleveland Browns. I don't know if, if Dallas can – you know – uh, be one six as good as Belichick for the Ducks down the road. That'd be a tremendous accomplishment. But uh, you know, coaches, good people learn from their uh, mistakes, and maybe he wasn't quite ready to get the opportunity that he did. I think now's the right time for him. Uh, I wouldn't. It's going to be interesting with Todd uh, McClellan because Todd's going to have a different scenario. He's he's in a bit of a rebuild in LA. Uh, I think they're in a bit of a reload in Anaheim, where they're going to be transitioning in some younger players. To me, Buffalo and Kruger's in a different spot. We'll talk about that coming up with John Shannon here. After a uh, global news weather traffic update, is it with Cassandra or is it with Eileen Bell today? I believe it's with Eileen. Okay, we'll go to a, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and come back with John Shannon.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.